the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. For us as Christians, we need to resolve. We need to just determine in our hearts that we're not going to give in to the pressure. And we're not going to compromise with the culture. That we're not going to hide our light under a basket. But we're going to let our light shine before men. Let me also point out here that Daniel and his three friends were the only ones who refused to compromise. As you continue to listen to today's message with Pastor Dan, you'll learn that Daniel and his friends were the only ones in their group who refused to compromise who they were. They trusted the Lord as their God and resisted the need to fit into the culture around them. As a believer in Jesus, you too should resist the need to fit into the culture around you. As tempting as it may be to conform to the things of the world, it's not worth it. Like Daniel, trust that the Lord is in control because He is. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 1 with today's edition of Ring of Truth. It's important for us not to let ourselves be isolated from the Lord or from the body of Christ ever. We need to be rooted and grounded in Christ. We need to be in the word of God daily in prayer daily with the Lord, spending time with the Lord daily. And we should also never allow ourselves to become isolated from the body of Christ. We need to be in fellowship with one another. Not just watching church online, unless that's truly your only option for health reasons, but actually assembling with other believers for corporate worship, fellowship, Bible study, and prayer. We need that. We need that. We don't want to become isolated from the body of Christ. This is why the writer of Hebrews says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Don't neglect meeting together with other believers, especially now. God knows we need it. We need each other to strengthen each other. To encourage each other. To build each other up. So, so that we can go out there. And face a culture that opposes our faith. And our values. So the first tactic of the Babylonians was isolation. This is how they're going to get somebody to conform to their culture. First they're going to isolate them. The second tactic Babylon used to conform people to their culture and morals was indoctrination. 
indoctrination. Again, verse 3. The king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel, some of the king's descendants, some of the nobles, young men, and whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, of whom and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans, and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. The best and brightest young men from Judah will be enrolled in a three-year program at Babylon State University. The full scholarship. And they will learn, it says, the language and the literature of Babylon. And that would have included astronomy and astrology, architecture, mathematics. Uh, The Babylonians were very advanced in mathematics. It would have also included the Babylonian pagan religions. And understand the purpose of this education was not just to get a liberal arts degree and then figure out what they're going to do with their lives. Right? The purpose of this education was to make these Hebrew men Babylonians. To make these Hebrew men Babylonians so that they would abandon their Hebrew mindset and adopt a Babylonian mindset and values and beliefs. The purpose was to deconstruct what they believed and reprogram them to be Babylonians. You know, there's so much indoctrination happening today in our education system. Where children are being indoctrinated into things that are anti-God, anti-Bible, and anti-biblical worldview. It used to be that happened when you got to college. Now it's happening beginning in elementary school. And all the way through to college. And I want to encourage you as a parent, if you have children in the school system, to watch closely what your children are learning in school. And ask their teachers for copies of the curriculum. And read the books that they're reading. And know what your kids are getting exposed to. And ask the teachers questions about what they're teaching in the classroom to your children. Be engaged in your children's school and with your children about their education. Because there's indoctrination taking place. There's indoctrination through social media and through the news. And just the culture. There's so much indoctrination in the culture And we have to be discerning, be aware of these things and be wise to these things. The people want us to think a certain way that quite often is contrary to God's word. Now, that brings us again to verse five. Look at verse five. It says that the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. So the young men in this program were appointed food from the king's delicacies and wine, or the king's wine. The young men in this program lived like kings, literally. They ate the same food the king ate. They drank the same wine the king drank. Again, they're teenagers that have been snatched away from their home. They're slaves. Now they're given the opportunity to eat the king's food and drink the king's wine and and be educated in the best Babylonian schools and serve in the king's palace 
And again, all of this was done to seduce the young men into conforming to the culture. Remember, these teenage boys, you want to win over a teenage boy? Take them to a buffet every day for three years. And again, as I just said, they're far from home. Their parents aren't around. No one will ever know if they partake in the wine and the food. It's a 15, 16-year-old. You can compromise and get away with it. Nobody's ever going to know. And then at the end of this program, these young men will have a job serving the king. Great job waiting for them. Now from among these men were the sons of Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. But to them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Another tactic Babylon used to assimilate these Hebrew boys into Babylonian culture was to alter their identity. To alter their identity. Each of these young men have very strong God-honoring names. Daniel means God is my judge. Hananiah means Yahweh is gracious. Mishael means who is like our God. Azariah means Yahweh is my help. They were each given new names that erased any connection to their past as Hebrews. And their new names honored Babylonian gods. Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar means Bel protects his life. Bel was a Babylonian god. Hananiah was changed to Shadrach, which means the command of Aku. Aku was a Babylonian god. Mishael was changed to Meshach, which means who is like Aku. Azariah was changed to Abednego, which means the servant of Nebo. Again, another Babylonian god. Again, this is the tactic of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar wanted Daniel and his three friends to forget Jerusalem, forget their God, forget their temple, and everything related to their Jewish history, culture, and heritage. He wanted to erase their history. Today we would say he wanted to cancel it. He wanted to cancel it. Again, we see this tactic today. But Daniel and his friends did not forget their God. In Daniel chapter 6, when we get there, But in Daniel chapter 6, almost 70 years later, we see Daniel still in Babylon and he is praying to Yahweh. In fact, as you go through the book of Daniel, you never see Daniel compromise his faith in God. Now, certainly he was human like us. He sinned. He fell short just like we do. But you never see it recorded that he ever compromised at any point in his life. His faith in God from the time he was 15 years old until he's an old man. He never caved into the Babylonian culture. He stayed faithful to God and faithful to his convictions, showing us it is possible for a believer in Jesus Christ to stay faithful to God and faithful to God's word in a culture that is against God and against God's word. It doesn't matter What age you may be, whatever age you are, if you're a teenager or you're old or somewhere in between, you can stay true to God and his word in the culture. You could say Daniel was in Babylon, but Babylon never got into Daniel, never got into him. He never lost his convictions. So now that brings us to verse eight. But Daniel purposed in his heart, and you should underline that in your Bible, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank, 
Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, the context here, as you read through the rest of the passage, tells us that it wasn't just Daniel. It was all four of them made this decision not to defile themselves with the king's food. It says they purposed in their heart. The idea is they determined in their heart. They resolved not to compromise, not to give in to the pressure. Man, for us as Christians, we need to resolve. We need to just determine in our hearts that we're not going to give in to the pressure. And we're not going to compromise with the culture, that we're not going to hide our light under a basket, but we're going to let our light shine before men. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Let me also point out here that Daniel and his three friends were the only ones who refused to compromise. They were the only ones who refused to compromise. Everyone else compromised. Listen, if you take a stand against the culture, if you take a stand at work, you take a stand at school, and you say, I'm not going to participate in this because I'm a Christian. And the Bible says this, so therefore, because of my faith in Jesus Christ and because of my beliefs of what the Bible says, I can't participate in this. I can't go along with this. I disagree with it. If you do that, understand, you may stand alone. You may be the only one. And everyone else will go along with it. There may even be others that are Christians that go along with it, that compromise. These four are the only four that said, no, we're not doing this. So that's one thing. I want you to notice also in verse 8, Daniel requested of the chief eunuch that he might not defile himself. Meaning, Daniel and his three friends, not only, they didn't just go and say, hey, we don't want to eat this food. They went to the person in charge, their boss, and explained to him why they cannot eat this food. And explained to him that eating this food will defile them according to the word of God that they obey and live by. I think this is an important point. that They explained why they can't do it. And I think today in our culture... We need to start explaining why we can't do it to people. Now, nobody likes confrontation, right? Nobody wants confrontation. Nobody wants to create trouble. Nobody wants to invite trouble. And it's definitely easier to not give a reason why you can't participate. You know, it's easier. We had our kids in public school, and there were things that the school was doing that we didn't agree with. We would just keep our kids home that day. And that's an easier thing to do. Or there's some kind of thing going on at work that... And just to take a personal day. I'm just not going to go in today. Or to try your best not to get in a conversation 
and try to dodge it the whole day you're at work or whatever it may be. But I think it's better to give the reason why and use it as an opportunity to share your faith and share what the Bible says and what you believe as a Christian and to just boldly let your light shine and say, I'm a Christian and the Bible says this. And therefore, I can't go along with this. I can't participate in this. Tell them why. Now, there was great risk for Daniel and his three friends. Great risk in saying no to the king's food. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar isn't exactly the nicest guy in Babylon. (laughs) And there's going to be the fiery furnace in a couple chapters. There's going to be the lion's den. Remember Zedekiah? Remember King Zedekiah from Ezekiel? Remember Zedekiah was the king that tried to flee with his family. And when Nebuchadnezzar caught up with him, Nebuchadnezzar slayed his sons in front of Zedekiah and then gouged his eyes out so that the last thing Zedekiah would see would be his sons being killed. So Nebuchadnezzar's got a little bit of a temper, right? We could say. And so now you're going to go against Nebuchadnezzar? So there's a risk here. They they certainly could get punished for taking this stand or they may not get selected for this government job serving in the king's palace because they're taking a stand. This might hurt their career. Maybe a risk to taking a stand for Christ against our culture. It may cost you. Again, this goes back to resolving in your heart. This is why we must resolve in our hearts like Daniel to honor God rather than any man. Or to honor God more than any human authority. Verse 9 says, Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. So again, we see the sovereignty of God in this. God, even though he's in a very difficult situation, God's at work. God shows Daniel favor with the guy who's in charge. And so often... I mean, you've heard stories, you maybe have experienced that, where God just shows you favor with one person, right? And man, just because of this one person that was in that place, that it made it happen. Daniel has favor with the chief of the eunuchs. And so verse 10, the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head. Before the king. (laughs) Chief of the eunuchs says. Hey I'll lose my head. uh, If you don't eat this food. And you look unhealthy. Compared to all the other kids. So Daniel here wisely offers. An alternative solution. Verse 11. So Daniel said to the steward. Whom the chief of the eunuchs. Had set over Daniel. Hananiah. Mishael. And Azariah. Please. Test your servants. For just 10 days. And let them give us vegetables to eat. And water to drink. And then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so do with your servants. Daniel says, let us eat vegetables and drink water for 10 days and then we'll just see how we look. Again, these are teenagers. They're asking for vegetables to eat. Parents, you can tell your kids to dare to be a Daniel and eat your vegetables, right? (laughs) But it just shows their commitment here. Daniel here, you know, the Bible tells us to be innocent as a dove and wise as a serpent. And here he's just trying to negotiate something. Ten days, for ten days, let us eat vegetables and we'll see. He's trying not to compromise. And he's got to finesse it here a little bit so that he doesn't compromise. So 
he consented, verse 14, with them in that matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables and water. Remember, the program's three years long. So now they're just going to eat vegetables for three years for every meal. You may love vegetables, but I don't think anybody loves vegetables that much where you're going to eat vegetables for every meal for three days while all the other young men are eating pulled pork barbecue and bacon and ribs and steaks and pies and milkshakes and all of the good stuff. Daniel's a person of conviction. Daniel's committed. Verse 17, and as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams, which is going to come into play in the upcoming chapter. So God here, God shows favor upon them. And God is sovereign in this. God is sovereign. God's still at work. Some of what they expected. They didn't expect it to end up in Babylon. But God's still at work in it. Shows them favor. Now at the end of the days, at the end of the three years, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. So now they go before Nebuchadnezzar the king. And the king interviewed them. And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they serve before the king. All four of them were selected by the king. And they serve before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and all the astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus, Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. So almost 70 years he served these different pagan kings there. But but you see here how God is sovereign. God is in control. God is ruling over this matter. And God blessed Daniel and Hananiah and Azariah and Mishael. And he blessed them for their faithfulness. Listen, he blessed them for their faithfulness. He blessed them because they didn't compromise. He blessed them because they were willing to take a stand. Because they weren't willing to give in to the culture. You know, Psalm 18 verse 24 says, The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Psalm 5 verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. And I think the challenge to us in the book of Daniel is for us to resolve to be like Daniel. Resolve to be unmoved by the culture that is trying to move us and trying to mold us. And the promise is God will reward your righteousness. God will reward your faithfulness to him. Even in the midst of a culture that opposes him, God will still show you favor. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.